we can trade them for break shot. Okay. Because it'd be the same value. All right, and you you already wanted break shot anyways. Yeah, break break shot's a super fun game. It's not like if it was the only game you had in your collection, you'd probably get bored really fast. But it's a really fun game uh, when you have a group of people because you can do the ball stealing. It's fun to get the lock in the middle. Um, it plays kind of like an EM, but it has the newer DMD. Uh, I've never... The, the only negative thing about it is it just gets boring if it's your one of your only games or you play it by yourself all the time. Okay. All right. So if it's if it's a league night at Kevin's and we have those three games and break shots there, it'd be a blast, right? You put great dollar game. Right. Because it really is anybody's game because it's not ultra hard to make the middle shot to get your three balls locked. Okay. All right. We can link a video to one of the tutorials. It's kind of fun to watch. And well, That's what I was just going to say. Is I think we're going to put videos up for one bay watch. We'll put videos up for Ooh. break shot. Yeah. Uh, so a buddy of mine, I've never played Baywatch. A buddy of mine has one. <coughs> and he said it is sort of like the poor man's medieval madness. Okay. But you've also said that about some other games. Yeah. I love these, these poor man versions. Like, uh, <laughs> my... My most famous line that everybody gets pissed off at me about is, The water world yeah. is a poor man's medieval. <laughs> and I stay true to that because I've owned both. So screw those guys. And, Other, and when, you say, when you say it's a poor man's version, are you saying the design of the game? Yeah. Well, yeah, right. So water world has a similar quote-unquote layout. It has a middle toy, the, the Ds, where you can lock four balls. It has that left catapult. It has a scoop, kind of where Merlin is on Medieval Madness. Um, man, I don't really remember Waterworld's full layout, but then there's targets on the left, on the right. Waterworld, no one. Uh, the hard part is Gottlieb's of that era. No one really takes seriously. They people don't think there's a lot of depth in the code, but Waterworld. I right before I sold it, I finger poked a bunch of the modes. It's a really deep game. It actually is a lot deeper than most people give it credit for. I was finding modes and animations on the DMD I'd never seen before in my life, like where he pees into that machine while that kind of chemistry-looking set, and it, the, the pee goes down through the tubes, and all of a sudden it's water. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. That is an animation in the game that probably most people have never seen. Interesting. Um, now, I have owned two, and I sold... I don't remember why I sold it, if it was for a wedding ring or funding another game, but I don't think it's bad. It, it's when you have a real medieval. I mean, there's real no point in a water world unless you want a top-notch game. <laughs> because it is, Chris. It's a top-notch game. Yeah. yeah. Not that I've even played it. I, I wouldn't know. I almost want. If I ever win the lottery, I'm just gonna buy one and just put it at Kevin, uh, Chris's house when he's not when he's not home. <laughs> he shows up. His medieval's gone and the water world's sitting there. Um, I also should hit up a buddy in the cities and see if he has time for us to visit. We could go... We could almost interview him. Yeah, that's um, actually a great idea. He's owned a bunch of the top eight titles like uh, Tales of Arabian Nights, Medieval, Attack from Mars, Adam's Family, all those big games. He's had them all currently has um, 
he's into music stuff, so he has ACDC Premium and Metallica. And then he's talking about getting a third game sometime in the next year or so. And also has a bubble hockey, a Super Checks, that he custom painted with the Wild and I think the Blackhawks. Oh, wow. I'm, I gotta find one more uh, of the short stick checks guys, because my one broke, and I will have two complete sets of teams, so my extra set of Russia US can get painted, and he'll paint them, and we'll do like a UMD, the local college versus uh, North Dakota or the Gophers or something. Okay. So I'll have an extra set of players that are custom painted. Um. Yeah, so he's into that, and he's the one that he's the guy that does all the Star Wars costumes now. That would be super cool to Steve, see. Put your boner away. We're in a car, dude. <laughs> I uh, uh, Steve loves Star Wars like I, hard. I I'm, I am a pretty big Star Wars fan. I I don't, I'm not going to get too much into it because I don't want to look like too much of a nerd right now. <laughs> um, this is kind of an impromptu. We. You got kind of sick, so we haven't been uh, able to have a podcast for uh, just over a week, two weeks. Uh, yeah, I, I am sorry about all that, guys. I know you guys are looking for us oh, to put out a I, new... I, our email box at Gmail is full because people are like, where are you? That's like I five am, gigs, just yeah. packed. <laughs> it's all my mom, just every, yeah. every hour. <laughs> exactly. I have been waiting all week for this. Uh, Mom, I'm going to block you. God. <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, I am just as disappointed as you guys are. I, I wanted to make this uh, podcast last week as you probably guys wanted to listen to it. Um, but as a result, I have got reviews upon reviews upon reviews to, to give you guys. If you want to do that next, or we, what, what would you like to do now? Man, this is going to turn into a video game podcast real quick. Uh, Steve just like stacked up all the games. How about this? How about <laughs> this? Since last week we told you we were gonna play Destiny Warriors. How about we just give? Oh my God! We have a huge update. Yeah. About Dynasty Warriors Nine. Yep. Yep. So we got we got all hyped for it. Jacked. We were oh. gonna, we were gonna go out that day and go buy it. We uh, I looked up the local. There's a mom and pop shop right next to our work across the street. Yep. Um, I was about ready to call him, but then we, we uh, I think we were looking up reviews or gameplay to make well, sure. We were actually both individually looking at uh, gameplay, because I, I wanted to check it out myself first, and you were doing the same thing, I realized, it at the same time. Yeah. Anyways, long wah, story short. Yeah, long story short, everybody on the internet is just crapping on this game, saying that it's a complete atrocity to what uh, all the old Dynasty Warriors games were. And Why? Why, how would they, they're at Dynasty Warriors Nine plus a bunch of offshoots? Right. How did they wreck it, Steve? Well, uh, the main way to ruin any game that you want to play with your friends is to remove the ability to play with your friends. Whoa! No co-op, no multiplayer whatsoever. It's bonkers. Gone. First game of its series. Out. And honestly, it blows my mind and made me super pissed. It made everybody on the internet who was playing these games like, well, I can't play with my friends, so I don't even want to play this game anymore. They also changed the game up a little bit. Like, I think it had a ton of potential. It's a new open world. Right. Um, which, again, tons of potential. And then the issues I kind of took from all the reviews were there's some lagginess 
where it kind of drops some frames in the big scenes with tons of people. And but all, but all the Dynasty Warriors do have that where people drop in and out. Like, you'll run into a crowd and it may seem like there's, I don't know, 60 people. But then all of a sudden there's like 100 people. Like, holy crap, where did all these guys come from? But it's because there's so many guys on the playing field at one time that it's having a hard time rendering. And I feel like all of the Dynasty Warriors have had that kind of issue a little bit where they guys appear. I would agree. I think they did. I think the hard thing to swallow is that we are now on... PC-based architecture, the x86 yep. in the PlayStation and Xbox, yep. and they cannot code this efficiently right. to work? I mean, you've got to be joking. The PlayStation 3 and 2, I can totally see. Correct. You're running on those kind of risk-based processors that are harder to program for, and mm-hmm. squeezing out all the all the potential is hard when you have the Xbox, where it's a little easier to program on. Wow. You are given a really decent programming platform on either one of the two new consoles. Nope. Couldn't get it right. It's the year 2018. There's no way that they shouldn't have had the ability to have it all ramped up properly to be able to handle that many players on the field at one time. I get that it's a big world. I get that there's a lot of people out here running around. At the same time, everybody else is already doing that. Yeah, and I mean, they've had years to do this. They they released Dynasty Warriors 8 in maybe 2012 or 13, they they kind of re quote unquote remastered it or re-released it on Xbox One because it was for 360 and PS3. They didn't really change much. I think they just added all the extra content. Sure. The graphics looked okay. I mean, it's a Dynasty Warriors game. I don't expect good graphics. I just want some hack and slashing hardcore. Right. And some awesome guitar. And so when was that? 2013, 2014. Yeah. So they've had years to kind of get this game. Nope. Right. So, in our massive disappointment, uh, we were looking for what was the last Dynasty Warriors game, or at least Dynasty Warriors shoot-off game, made by the same company. Because they had a whole bunch of different shoot-offs that were exactly the same kind of, but just... Yeah, different. A little bit different. So, there's Dynasty Warriors Empires, Yep. which is more... It has the hack and slash, but then you also kind of are the, I don't know what you'd say, like the... The general. The, the general, the king. You you place enemy troops and you kind of outlay the battlefield. Right. Which is a cool thing, but I'm not into that. No. I just want to just, just right. kill everything. Well, that's not why I got Dynasty Warriors. I didn't want yeah. to play Risk. I wanted to, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to uh, be on the play, on the actual battlefield chopping up people. Yeah, so so that got knocked out. We, right. We then found, is it, oh my gosh, I can't remember. It was like Samurai Warriors. There was a Samurai version of Dynasty Warriors. Yep. And I think that was actually based off Empire. Okay. The Empire's, I think it was the same thing. You you kind of planned your thing and then you could go into battle. And so the other game that we found that we actually did play was uh, Warriors uh, Amnashi, Akanami, Okonami, Okonori, something like that. Anyways, it's it's the newest Warriors game, like Dynasty Warriors game, that has come out besides Dynasty Warriors 9. And I already owned it. I didn't even know I owned it because I downloaded it for free. You rascal. Yeah. I downloaded it for free like a, a year ago from uh, Xbox Live during one of their you know free games that they give out. So in the process of looking for these new games, it's like, I, ha- I already have that. So let's just play that game. Yeah, so... We, okay, 
we, yeah, we demoed it. Well, yeah. we like played the first. I played the first level while Steve was working. Right, and then I at home played that same level, and I gotta say that that first level is garbage, and it puts a oh. bad taste in your mouth. I, I didn't. Okay, so one one thing to say for context is the game is not in English, so it's all Japanese with Amer or American uh, English subtitles, which is fine. I could care less about that. I'll read. But I just wanted to play the game, so I skipped everything. Sure. And there's a little bit more story than the Dynasty Wars, I feel, maybe, to this game? There is, and I'll have, I'll, I played it like a couple levels, okay, so I'll give so you, you my... Okay, you did get in. Yeah. So I just... I didn't even finish the first level. I think I died finally. But once you get onto the game, it's kind of like you're almost at hell, and there's a three-headed dragon in the middle, and you kind of have to... Not a maze per se, but you do kind of, you know, you get the little mini map and you're trying to figure out, but you can't go up some of the ramps and you have to go knock, get these, get to these doors and defeat all the enemy troops. But you, it told you nothing. You had no idea what to do. You didn't, it didn't explain how to shoot the dragon faces when they would come down and you get the big kind of arrow turret. There was no instructions whatsoever on what to do. So you just were kind of running around killing whatever you found and, and just shooting the dragon wherever the hell you thought it might damage him. Right. But then so, I died, so then luckily you right. beat it. Right. So I went back and I played it, and I had your gameplay to kind of... Because I was watching you while you were playing it. I had your gameplay to kind of jump off of. So this time when I played it... First of all, I want to say that this, this first level... It's a really ugly level. It's just all red. It's just, you're in hell, or something like hell. You got this massive hydra. It's not just three-headed, it's multi-headed. It has a whole bunch of heads. Oh, okay. But I figured out, when I was playing it, you cannot kill that hydra no matter what. Oh, okay. That hydra I... is just in there as like an obstacle that can oh, okay. kill you. I kind of figured when, when nothing did damage at all, you're just, okay, I'll just shoot these arrows, and then he blows up, he kind of damages the turret, it disintegrates and you go, okay, well, right. I'm gonna move on. Right, that turret is used to kill other people. Oh. Yeah, so, cause I, that's <laughs> what I, right, so I was, I started shooting the Hydra and was realizing it was having the same effect that yours did, so I spun it around and just started wasting armies with it, and I was like, oh, now I get it, this is just <laughs> to kill people. So then after that, uh, I also kind of realized that I wasn't having any effect on the Hydra. What is on the map that I need to kill? And I just pushed through the first level by just running by people. And like, if there was a big group, I might swipe a couple times to slice down a couple hundred people. But I kept pushing towards the main boss. I just kept knocking out boss after boss oh, after boss. Sure. So I got through that level pretty quickly. And then it actually felt fine because you finally made it to that first level. And that first level, it's actually very frustrating that they made that uh, their first taste of the game because it's an ugly level. It's a, I, it's not. It is very confusing. You don't know what's going on. Yeah, I feel like they could have done a better introductory level. Like that might be something toward the end. Yeah. Well, see, here's the thing. It is supposed to be the end level. You travel back in time. Oh my god. Right. So you make it to this very end gate, and then this uh, angel demon person, this female, shows up, 
and she's like a god thing and they have this big huge cut scene and they take you and she travels you back in time and then you start from like scratch and then the next level feels like level one because it's kind of is level one but they almost should have just overwhelmed you at level one made you die yes. like other games and yeah. then that angel comes and does that and that's what they I agree they should have had a you die and then just restart once you are onto the next level then you're in more the real world and it feels more like a Dynasty Warriors game that we are used to and uh, I I guess to be honest I would tell people not to play this game if you had to buy it I got mine for free so it's totally different do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. This game, like, it's it's just not nearly as entertaining as a Dynasty Warriors game. It has all this extra... It's not based in reality like Dynasty Warriors, where it has, like, history and stuff like that. This game is all about myths. Oh, that's right. And the only... One good, one cool thing about this game is that it has warriors from a ton of their other games. Oh, yeah. It has 129 characters. I mean, that's kind of cool. Yeah. In its own way. Right. But uh, one thing I didn't like is the Dynasty Warriors, when you run around, is just you. Yeah. Where in this game, you have the option to, at any time, call in two of your buddies, which doesn't make sense to me why that's... Oh, my God. I just realized when you said that, while you're playing, you can also hit the down D-pad. X or whatever, and you can switch out a character. Well, no, it's the, it's the triggers. So you, when you hit a trigger, you can switch in between these oh, the three, three. Yeah, these three characters at all at any time. And I, eh, it's I just, didn't really like it. It's just not necessary. Just I'm gonna play with one character because it's not like when you die, you go to the next one. No, when you die, you die. Yeah. So you always had those three characters because it would make more sense if it's like a fighting game where if your one character yes. dies. Exactly. Yeah, you need to protect that one guy. So you switch out because his health is too low. But it had nothing to do with that. When you die, you're you're just dead. So there's no point to have three characters. Unless they made the levels or bad guys to a certain character's uh, strengths. Yep. So you needed to switch. But I didn't... I mean, I only played level one. So I'd, I didn't get that feeling from it. But I, I, I played it for a while. And that feeling never came into play. Yeah, I just picked the guy with the sword, the big-ass staff or sword, and just went to town. Because I felt... The only other thing I didn't like, I feel... Or I want to remember and say that Dynasty Warriors had more than one or two attack buttons. Maybe they didn't. Maybe it's just the combo of you mashing them in a certain order. Sure. But this game literally had... Two buttons. Two buttons. That was it. And that, that was my thought as well. When I realized that there was only two buttons, like, wait a minute... This is so limited, and so... I, modern games don't just use two buttons. I don't know. Anyways, so that is our Dynasty Warriors experience, and that is why we did not play Dynasty Warriors 9. But after playing this Warriors um, Nashi, or whatever, however you pronounce it... Okanari? Okanami? Okanari? Crap. Something like that. Well, after playing that game, it almost makes me want to play Dynasty Warriors 9 so that I can have an actual Dynasty Warriors experience, but it's just an absolute shame and detriment to this game that it has no co-op, no multiplayer of any kind. Oh, I mean, if they added in, 
I have no problem going and buying it. Right. Until then, I don't want to pay for it. If it comes on gold for free, I'll snag it. Yeah. Or if someone has it, I'll borrow it. Right. I mean, if they allow co-op in some patch down the line here in like a couple months or something like that, cool. I'll snag it up. But I have no interest in playing just all by myself. No, that was the whole... We got so hyped so we could play together. Right. And uh, have these button mash fests. Right. So that is our Destiny Warriors uh, tale there. Steve, did you fix your pinball game yet? Yeah, I bought that. Uh, <laughs> I was sick in real life, and not just uh, for, for the podcast. So we didn't have a chance. Uh, we were planning last weekend to clean that baby up and have her all ready to fly. And uh, we did not because, you know, we're lazy and sick and everything else. Um, I had started putting my black hole... I got the playfield, lower playfield done. I was doing the upper playfield. And washed all the the hardware. Was putting the top side back together. Got the new window in. It's clear as hell. I don't even want to play a game to start scuffing it up. Nice. But... I was putting the... I, was, I had my the rubber ring kit out. And I know I had snagged a two-inch or something off that kit to put in real poker because I had a broken one when I sold it. Uh-huh. I'm missing a lot more than that one. Oh, so... Uh, I don't remember if I snaked a bunch of them or if it's missing or whatever, but I keep forgetting to order more of the rubber rings that I need. And if I don't have the rubber rings, I can't put certain posts on. I can't put the plastics on. So it's in this hold pattern waiting for me to get these stupid rubber rings. Um, I did grab a couple of the screws and stuff from under the playfield and above the playfield that I need to get extras of. Like a couple coils have four holes for the screws, and I only have one or two screws in. So I wanted to put all four in. Um... I went on Pinball Resources' website. I don't see those screws in the hardware listed. So I had put them in a bag to go to the hardware store. I still need to do that. Uh, Metallica, still in pieces. I think I was waiting to get little Lexon washers to put on the plastics to protect them. Um, otherwise, I think it can be buttoned up. I was not. I, I ordered a pin bits protector set where it's... I think I got orange or green, but they're kind of oversized. The plastics on the game, they're oversized a little bit, cut to the same shape, and you put them underneath your game plastics to protect the game plastics from being hit by the ball and cracking. Um, And in my head, I was like, I bought them a year or two ago when they were on Black Friday sale. And in my head, I thought it'd be a good idea to protect the plastics. Now that I'm getting older and curmudgeon-y, I don't know if I like that look anymore. And so, I, when I had the plastics for reinstalling the spinners, I was leaving them off because I might put them on, but then I'm just... I don't think I want them on. I, I kind of like the stock look. I don't really want to get tacky. I don't know. Okay. I, I haven't really decided yet. So instead of putting the pin bits on, which I, maybe I'll sell or... I don't know. I'll put these little clear Lexon washers down and that'll protect um, the corners of the plastics or wherever there's screw posts and uh, nuts so they can protect the plastics there. I mean, I own a second set of Metallica plastics from when I bought 
a spare LE set when I had installed my spinners originally. Okay. Um, so I have an extra set of classics for the game. You know, I'm not as hoardery as Chris when it comes to pinball parts, but... Right. I'm Cause, getting there. Because right, who else would be as hoardery as Chris? Oh, he's got, yeah. His whole basement's full of parts. Yeah, he's like a hoarder whore. <laughs> <laughs> kind of waiting for your game to get some time. We gotta clean it. I, oh, I went to the menu system because it has a really rudimentary menu system. And I uh, found there's a switch error on one of the extra ball switches, which are right in the middle. So we got to pop the hood on the play field and then uh, check the switches and see if if one's corroded or it's, it's closed or something. And we'll kind of just work backwards from there to get the game uh, functioning. Sounds good. Sounds good. Since we're on mobile and we're moving and we're on the run right now, it might be a good talk about maybe some mobile games but first I want to talk about did you play Doom what what Doom game is that? Doom it's this game that uh, you were supposed to review because uh, it has all these new cool motion controls in it and you just twist and move your uh, switch and it you can just aim by moving oh. it it's this awesome technology that everybody needs to try out because it's epic I did update the game on the Switch. Oh, so then, then you played it immediately after that? No, I didn't. I did, however, play more Rocket League, and okay, uh, I'm well, still bad at the game. Well, you, you played Rocket League. There's that. Yeah, I got my buddy John, and we jumped on together. He uh, is better than me. And uh, I still cannot get... Once the car is in the air, I my car just starts flipping around and doing tricks that I don't know why I'm doing. I've never played Rocket League. I know it's massively huge and everybody loves it, but I, I've, uh, I've never played it. It is really fun, and I do like it. I just need to... The hard part is, John uses the Xbox Pro Controller, so it has the paddles under, on, the, on, you know, on, on the underside. So you don't have to move your finger off a button ever, right? You got gas, boost, jump, roll, all those are... You just... You, on the Switch, though, you have to move your thumb or something off a button to get another button. Wait a minute. Are you playing against him on the Xbox from your Switch? No, we both have it on the Switch. Okay. It has cross-play, I'm pretty sure, of some sort. I just don't know how you do that or if it does it on the background or what. Okay. I was using my Pro Controller, and I remapped two different kind of mappings where Boost was on one of the bumpers, and... Um, roll then was on one of the bumpers and luckily I'm still green enough that I can change and not take too long to re get used to or reacclimate myself to the new controls um, I think it would be a good game he got the adapter to plug his Xbox controller into his switch okay so he'll have to let me know because that might if I keep playing it, it might spark me to go get an Xbox Pro Controller. They're stupid expensive, but I think they're one hands down one of the best controllers you can get. I would hold off just for a second because, or, yeah, either way, hold off because there's a new Elite Controller coming out. Shut up. No. Another one? Yeah. There's a new Elite Controller coming out. I don't know what its new options are. Ah. Right. But as a result... Either you can either get the new one that comes out, or the price of the old ones will drop. Yeah, and 
hopefully the price of the old ones drop because I'm fine with that. I mean, unless the new controller had so many sweet features, you know, I don't really... Didn't you say that the old one doesn't do Bluetooth or something and the new controllers are Bluetooth? Maybe that was John. That must have been John because I didn't say anything about that. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. When Do you have any idea when that comes out? No. Technically, these are all still rumors, but it is supposed to come out... The rumors are all saying it's coming out shortly, like within the... the summer or something? Yeah. Be a good time. Yeah. P- probably right when the Surface phone comes out. <laughs> that, we, that, that's never coming out. Yeah, we both switch phones. Right. I, honestly, if the Surface phone ever does come out, I'm going to chuck this phone right out the window and, and just go get it. I'd be down. But I'd, I really don't think it's... I. Uh, the rumor mill for the service phone is infuriating because it's been said to be coming out for three years now, and now there is real like data. There's patents, patents on there. There's leaked pictures, or unless that was a concept, but no, no, no. Like there's leaked pictures in the patents of what's coming out. Yeah, and I keep every week I kind of Google it to see new news, and randomly someone will have new quote unquote new news, but it kind of sucks because. I just kind of want to know. I mean, they've dropped... They did... The only good thing is that they started reselling last week their uh, Nokia Lumina phones. Oh, really? They're back in stores. Interesting. And they got real nice price tags. I'm talking like 200 bucks. You're kidding. For a freaking smartphone? That's awesome. Um, if my phone crapped the bed today, I'd go pick one up instead. I'm not tied into the iPhone. Very interesting. Do you know if those... Uh, what company those are able to work with? I didn't look, but I, you know, obviously, I know they work with AT and T. Sure. Um, some of them even have dual SIMs, and since they might be world phones, they might be all all the providers. Yeah, I don't remember. We'd have to look it up. But yeah, if my phone broke, poof, a couple hundred bucks. When we had been talking about Hydro Thunder Go on the Windows phone, yeah, I got I grabbed the one from work. It's like a 640 or a 560 it's one of the it's got a it's a world phone it's got dual sims um it's kind of their top of the, their, it's their flagship top line phone the, the last one that came out yeah we had one at work for testing and I snagged it from work to test Hydro Thunder on it and you got me talking about oh yeah you could get Android apps on there somehow I read up on it and it was one of those kind of Blackberry moments it was too much too late they did let they had like a an adapter program converter or some sort of application that could convert Windows or in the Windows uh, Android and iOS apps to the Windows Phone. Yeah. But again, too much, too late, and they didn't. It did, I don't feel like they marketed it because I didn't hear about it. No one heard about it, and and that's the problem. I mean, it's Windows OS is an is an amazing operating system, and it has a lot of cool. One thing that's really cool about it is that as Xbox Live integration in it... More so than the Android and iOS. Yes, because you can get Xbox achievements for playing mobile games. Oh, sure. Which is crazy that, I don't know, it, it, it may not be a big deal for some, but for some people it actually is a really big deal. They'll play um, all these different mobile games because it deliberately gives them Xbox achievements. But the biggest deal with that is... There was only a limited amount of those games that were available to play. There were some really cool games like Hydro Thunder, which was an exclusive uh, to the Windows Phone. But uh, all these new awesome games that have come out that I was going to do reviews on a little bit later in the podcast, 
is they're not available at all because they're only on Android and iOS. Oh. Right. But with the ability to convert them over to the Windows Phone, now you're set up. With all of this said, we're talking a lot about the Surface Phone and stuff like that. I'm going to have to see it in review or in person even before I buy it because I got such a hard-on for the Razer phone and every single time I play games on my phone, like when I was playing all these new games to try to review them, all I could think is I desperately want a Razer phone. This is a gamer's phone that has the, a way better battery. My battery just gets chewed up and spat out when I'm trying to play any kind of games on it. And uh, just to have all the cool audio and visuals that the Razer phone's able to produce would be epic. And it's it's fine. I mean, technically, everybody's phones can play games on them, but my battery just gets wasted so fast. Oh, plus it's like burning hot to the touch. Windows 10 can run, they have a version of it that runs on ARM-based processors, which are the processors used on their phones. And... With Windows 10 now having Linux support, right? They got the Ubuntu side on the Windows 10 uh, desktop OS. Oh, by the way, if it gets louder in here right now, it's because it's now raining. Oh, great. We're, Slash hailing. We're getting into some fun weather of driving. Um, in theory, we might be able to have a Windows phone with an Android-ish side to it. So you could inherently install Android apps and they'll run, quote-unquote, natively on the phone. I'm hoping they do it. This might be too loud. All right, and with the power of podcast magic, we are back, and we now have a pinball machine in the truck. We almost bought two of them. But we didn't. No. <laughs> we, 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 we did not. We were, uh, what is the word? Um, had a, we self-control. Self yeah, exactly. Self-control, self-restraint. So we made a new friend. Yeah, so Mike down in the cities, he's a cool guy. He has a lot of machines. And uh, he does a lot of work on games, board work, had a lot of parts, but he was excited about meeting someone as enthusiastic as he was. Uh, so we met a new buddy, and uh, he had a bunch of cool games like Genesis, and <clears throat> I told him that there was a member of the forum that re reproduced ramps, and he's not, he doesn't go deep into the online hobby of it, so he didn't know about that, so... He's kind of like my new offline pinball buddy. And sure. I'll, I'll just send him all the stuff. Like sure. all the new, the color DMD for for Steve's holy grail game that that guy has. Yes. Steve. Yeah. You got to play the game. Yep. He had a Batman Forever in his shop. And uh, it is easily the best game that's ever been created. And there's no reason to play any other game. I played a game. One game. Uh... We were there for like an hour and a half chatting, so we needed to get, to get going because there's a an impeding snowstorm coming to the area, so we had to get get the boogie on. But it really felt like a Sega Twilight Zone. Really far shots that are tight, close shots, uh, a lot of targets to hit. Even if you miss a shot, I feel like you hit a target and you get somewhere. I had. I didn't even have a mode started, and I felt like I was doing stuff in the game, and finally I got multi-ball going. I mean, it was... I really thought it was good. It was really themed well to the movie. The call-outs were there, the DMD animations. When that gets colored, it is going to be awesome. Right. I mean, it had just ramps upon ramps upon ramps, and uh, it's got 
like, like we've said many times in, in past ones, uh, it's had this really cool ramp that loops down below the actual play field. And what that ramp does is that's where all the multi-balls come shooting out of. So you stack them all up into the back cave, and then the balls on the DMD, which is the, the video screen in the back, uh, they drop the balls down into this uh, the Batmobile. Batmobile takes off on the video screen, and as it does, the balls come zipping out one at a time, not all at one time. They call they come zipping out just one after another. Probably uh, there's maybe like a five second delay in between them, and uh, they come entering onto the play field at about Mach 10. And uh, it's a really cool feeling when like the Batmobile takes off, and then the the balls come shooting out like that. Oh. Did you um, shoot from the Batwing? Did you shoot a ball from there? No. I I, I, I had control of the Batwing, but it, it's like the ball wasn't loaded or I didn't know how to control Was it properly. It yeah. Oh, it did. Did you pull the trigger on the on the gun? A bunch of times. Huh. Okay. Because, like... I had control of the Batwing, and it was moving, and I was, yeah, tapping the trigger, trying to fire the ball, but it kept saying, you don't have this ability. I'm like, well, then why am I moving the Batwing? And so, I guess I was doing something I didn't understand, but uh, either way, it eventually did launch a, a single multi-ball. So, something was goofy. It this fired off a single multi I, I was clearly in some mode that I didn't know what was going on, and... Uh, oh, okay. I'm not really sure what happened there, but you did. You you got to control the the Batwing for a little bit. Yeah, it took longer. It's kind of like the Terminator 2 cannon, where it's on the side of the playfield. The ball gets loaded into a cannon, and, and then it turns um, and starts rotating, aiming the playfield, and maybe does about eh, 90 degrees back and forth. And while it's aiming on the playfield, there's lit shots that lights are blinking and you pull the trigger on the plunger which is a the batmobile or the batmobile the bat gun and then it launches the ball out of the bat gun or out of the batwing at one of the shots that you have to pick acdc has a target or a cannon like that a couple games dudes it's a pretty fun toy that mixes it up doesn't slow down the game a whole ton but it lets you kind of pick a nice shot um else was fun yeah there was just ramps all over one thing i kind of thought was cool was like the bumpers up on top as well as the slings down at the bottom near the, the near the flippers whenever the ball would hit them you always had these like punch uh <gasps> really? yeah oh. all these like animations so whenever they're getting hit in the bumpers it's like you were punching uh, all the bad guys the entire time it was just a cool sound effect as it's banging around you're beating up bad guys the whole entire time yeah and then um when you hit the Riddler targets, it made Riddler noises. Yeah. Yep. The same with uh, Two-Face. He, he, oh, he, had, he, had all... he had stand-up targets. Right. It was very well theme-integrated to the movie. It's a super fun game. I loved it. Yeah. I can... So this is the first time I've ever played it. I've only seen them. I can definitely see if we can find a, a deal on one. Um, going and get... Going to pick it up. We're going to start selling blood plasma to start funding games. <laughs> or sperm or anything else at this point. <laughs> What's worth money on my body? Yeah, exactly. Will you take this testicle? I don't need it anymore. You can, you can, you can have it. <laughs> if I could grow, if my hair was worth money, I would oh. become a full-blown hippie and just have like three-foot-long hair and cut it off and sell it. Brilliant. My bald spot would be just mint. 
Yep. Let's talk about the machine that we did get. So we got uh, Baywatch, and I, when I walked up to it, I I had seen it in real life. I mean, not in, in real life, in, in pictures before, and then seeing it in real life, it is a really cool looking game. It also has ramps zipping all over the place, and uniquely to it, uh, it doesn't, like when you plunge and you launch the ball, it doesn't shoot up the right-hand side of the play field like every other pinball machine that you guys have probably normally played. It crisscrosses and runs over the top on a ramp of the whole entire play field, crisscrossing from the right-hand side over to the left upper side of the, of the play field, and then whips in the opposite direction. It whips uh, counter, or no, clockwise. So yep. it goes all the way across the play field and then zips back clockwise. Did you try any of the skill shots? There's three of them. Um, I tried the shark hole or shark mouth thing. Yeah, so there's a skill shot that just is a standard game skill shot for pinball where the ball gets dropped in the top in lanes or whatever you call those lanes. And it, you hit, you want to have the ball roll over the switch that's lit, which is standard pretty much on almost every game. Right. That was there. Then there was uh, let the ball roll all the way down to the shark flipper and hit the shark flipper over to the shark hole. And that's what I kept trying to do. I, I did that, I think, three times because I knew I could mentally picture where that was on the play field. So I kept attempting to try to do that. And I got it once. Oh, did you? Nice. Yeah, yeah, I got it once. And then there's one... You remember, there's four flippers in the game, so the upper left flipper, do you remember that? It's red? Yes. There was a skill shot where the ball shot all the way back there, and then you would hit from that flipper to another ramp. Interesting. Oh, it was awesome. Someone on the forum said, hey, when you're when you're looking at Baywatch, make sure the skill shots work. I, I had no idea what he was talking about. Um, I've never played Baywatch, so I didn't know or understand, but now after playing it, the one you pick must open and close some sort of uh, gates so that the ball can get to those specific areas for the shark and the left upper flipper buoy one. And so those did work. So that was a good... Um, <clears throat> the right lower flipper was having a little bit... I would say either like it was weak or it would machine gun every so often. Like, not every flip, but maybe 60% of the time. Right. And um, sounds like that might be a flip... The flipper uh, electronic board. I didn't realize. I thought it was like a switch at first, but then I didn't realize they had solid state like flipper boards. Um, so we'll probably, when I get home, I'll probably do the pull pull those out and check those for cold solder or something. And then. Uh, so my whole first game that I played uh, that never did it, but then on my second game it started doing that, and then it's continued to do that uh, ever since then. I was hoping that it was just a fluke when it first happened uh, and then it continued to do it and then you played a game or two after oh. that and it did it for you as well so it's funny because and I'm not like a, I'm not a super expert but like a lot of the times uh, when uh, caps start filling up with power they'll maybe work and then uh, <clears throat> once once they're full of whatever potential power they have and they're bad capacitors weird shit like this will happen so, I mean, we could have, uh, it could be a cold solder joint because the, the pins heated up. It could be a back capacitor. It could be so many weird little things, but it's good to know that your first game, it didn't do it. Because then that makes me think it's something pretty 
simple. Yeah, I mean, the whole entire game. I played a pretty decent long game right off the bat, and it never didn't affect it once. And then right off the bat, the second time, well, not right off the bat, but it was only a couple flips into the, my second game that it started acting goofy, and then it would go back and forth between working and not working. Sweet. Well, it's going to need some love. It, um, the, the play field is pretty darn nice. Uh, none of the plastics are cracked. I mean, it, the cabinet is a little faded on the red, which is pretty standard on a Baywatch. Um, some of the boards look like they might need to be just kind of gone through. So we'll, we'll get all that taken care of, and I think it was a fair price for the, the condition it's in, and we made a new friend, and he uh, mentioned having more games to downsize his collection, so always a good thing to have a problem of having friends with games that they want to sell. So again, since we're on the road and we're uh, mobile, I thought I would talk about some mobile games that I've downloaded recently, and I uh, just wanted to give you, if you guys are into mobile games, I have some really cool ones. There's not many shooter mobile games that are out there that work well, that are functional. And there's one call out there right now called Hero Hunters. And the best way to describe it is it's like a mashup in between Gears of War and uh, what is that game called? Uh, Starts with O. Overwatch. Overwatch. Oh, the, yeah, I remember this game. You were telling me about it a week or two ago. Yeah. And so the art looks like Overwatch, the way that the artistry is all done, but the game feels like a horde mode of Gears of War. Because you're in third person, you're running from cover to cover. So what what is horde mode? Oh, sorry. Horde mode in uh, Gears of War is a, it's a special mode where they send waves of enemies at you. Sure. And they keep getting tougher and tougher. And you got your big bosses uh, every so many uh, waves. Now, they do kind of a good job in this game of not making it relentless. So you got kind of just a couple short waves, and then you unlock stuff, and you kind of move on to the next level. That way you're not getting too bored just taking on endless waves. It's just they got, you got a, maybe a three waves, and you're out. You got, you got your, your chest, and you're moving on to the next part of the story. And it's got a kind of a cool little story campaign. So, how does the controls work? Because that, like, the Gears of War game on Xbox is, you know, you have an Xbox controller with two sticks and buttons and the shoulder buttons. Right. So, your left finger or left thumb controls your aiming, just like you would normally in an, in an Xbox or uh, PlayStation controller. So there's, there's a virtual joystick on the screen? No. There's nothing on the screen, but it, as you rub your left finger, like kind of where your thumb would normally land on the screen... It knows where it is, and you you track it up. If you rotate it around, it's just like moving a joystick. Like there is no physical joystick sure, on the yeah. screen. Right. It's just this, there's a joystick on the screen when you put your finger down. Yeah, okay. like an invisible joystick. Right. And then your right thumbstick, uh, or I guess where, where, where your right thumb would go, that's how you control your firing and how you control your um, different powers and stuff like that that you'd be using. Or it's all it's also how you dodge. So. If you tap where, you nor- where your thumb would normally land, that's how you fire or zoom in and stuff like that. It's, it's kind of unique how it's set up, but it works flawlessly. And I don't know how else to describe it to you, but um, it just it works. Now, if you want to dodge out of someone, like if they're firing a missile at your cover and stuff like that, you 
slide your hand up so your where your thumb would normally go you're gonna slide it up on the screen to a higher position that way you're not kind of in your normal aiming or whatever and then with your right thumb you flick it in any direction to the right or to the left or even backwards and you can get out of cover and get into a different cover and uh, being able to move around is easy being able to switch in between characters because you have a team that you control you got yourself like a, a med you, you can collect a whole group of characters you've got like a medic sniper and uh, like a heavy gunner with a big huge chain gun or this you know the essentially your uh, your main character he reminds me of uh, who's the main character from Mar Marcus Phoenix oh yeah the main character from Gears of War he reminds me a lot of him and a lot of the characters in the game remind me of characters in other games like there's one sniper who is almost a blatant ripoff of a sniper from uh, Titanfall and there's some other characters which are blatant ripoffs of uh, Gears of War characters or uh, Overwatch characters um, so I'm not going to stand there and defend it for uh, maybe not being a ripoff of uh, Gears of War or something like that. So do you know who made that game? Hothead is the name of the the studio that made it. I've never heard of Hothead before. Alright, yeah, I haven't either. I mean, you hear about games like from Gameloft or some other... <clears throat> some, there's a couple other, not maybe studios, but there's a couple game companies usually on Android. I'm not... I'm not good like you where I go try a bunch of crazy games. No, that, that's fine. However, I remember playing Gears of War and liking it. And so, if I if I had a bigger phone... I mean, how is it on your phone screen? Because you have your both thumbs on it. That means that what you actually can view is small. It's actually... It has plenty of space to watch. Um, it, your thumbs don't cover up too much of the screen. It's, it's a good game. I, I like it a lot. You're able to see quite a bit... It's a very quick action game. You don't have to worry about uh, slowly plotting through different uh, levels. It's You're kind of in and out of a game within three minutes. So how come you haven't got a Bluetooth controller for your phone to play games? Uh, just, it's never, I don't know. It's, it's kind of crossed my mind a couple times, but with games like these, they do such a good job nowadays, or I take that back. I can't, <laughs> I, I can't say that nowadays games are good. Certain games are good, and like this one here, the controls are phenomenal on it. And I haven't run across many shooters, third person or first person, on mobile that work well. And this works wonderfully. So that's why I, I want to promote this game. So this is, again, the game is called Hero Hunters. And if you're looking for a shooter, this is the one to get. It's, uh, it's really cool. Uh, the art is nice. I love everything about it, to be honest. So, so that, that, that's Hero Hunters. All right. So what's next, Steve? Next. Sounds like you had too much time to play when you were uh, sick. I did. I did. I, I played a couple mobile games over here. Uh, another great one that I played is called Warhammer 40,000 Free Blade. And what you control the entire time is what is called... It's, it's a mech. This big, huge mech called a Free Blade. It's an awesome game. The graphics are phenomenal on it. I just have them like set on normal, but you can have them set on high, and they are like almost PC quality. It's incredible how good the graphics are. That must be for the Razer phone. <laughs> well, uh. Yeah, well, if you want to, yeah, the graphics <laughs> on high, yeah, you're going to need the Razer phone. Well, I guess um, the one thing is Steve's on an Android, and there are, like, the Tegra NVIDIA Shield is a Android-based tablet made for gaming 
So there are gaming tablets that could take use of, with big GPUs that could take use of this high-end high graphics. What's that, what's that called? I think it's the NVIDIA Shield with a Tegra processor. It's pretty much the same thing as a Switch. Really? Yeah. I'm gonna have to check it out. Honestly, I've never even heard of that, but that sounds really cool. Yeah, if you like, if you kind of like that mobile gaming, I'm not a big uh, mobile gaming person, but if you like those games, or at least you're on the road a lot, so it makes sense for you to have some mobile gaming, uh, the Shield is a really high quality product that people were obsessed with. I don't know if they sell anymore, but I know people still love getting them. Does it have physical buttons? Or is it just like a tablet? I think it. I think it's a tablet with a controller kind of locked on it. Like, you can separate them, but I want to say it came with a controller and some sort of like... Oh, I, it's not like the Switch with the, the Joy-Cons, but I want to say there was a controller that kind of hooked on so that you could have the screen, the controller, and one thing. But now I might be confusing myself with some Chinese product. I'm honestly going to look into this after the podcast because I really... I am surprised at how much I've gotten into mobile games because I normally, in the past, I've always been like almost anti-mobile gaming because I thought, you know, if you're a true gamer, you don't play stupid mobile games and like, like what, what is it, uh, Angry Birds and stuff oh, like that. Yeah. But now I've, I've found such cool games recently like Titanfall. Is, Titanfall is going to probably be my favorite mobile game ever just because it's never going to leave my phone. I've downloaded it and I play it not all the time anymore but I I love it to death so um, wait like Titanfall is that do you have to PvP do you have to play against another player or can you play single player when uh, the net when like it's not supported or the, the community is not as big like how is that going to work for you well the community is really big so we don't have to worry about that oh, in the first Mr. place sassy pants yeah exactly so but it does have a single player option it doesn't have a whole lot of levels. They're more like training missions, but you unlock more and more of these training missions, if you will. Uh, it, it's probably, the last time I checked, it had like seven of those levels. And what they are is there's seven different like AI enemies. Okay. So and how it, long does one of those take? Is it just like one normal? It's just one match, like, like, like one oh, fight. So it's not... It's not enough to make it its own game. Correct. You need the PvP of it. And that, that's what the whole game is about. Is, is Those single-player missions are mainly to, like... Uh, yeah. To work out the kinks in, in like, whatever new guy that you uh, were able to unlock. Like, I want to know what kind of superpowers he has before I actually go up against a, a real guy and get my butt handed to me. Anyone who hasn't played Titanfall, just stop what you're doing delete some room on your phone, download Titanfall, and thank me later. It's a, an amazing strategy game. It reminded me of StarCraft or Warcraft 3, Dota almost? Yes. Where you kind of have a hero, and then you have a bunch of like just standard ground troops, and you point and click them to go do certain actions. Um, the map you showed me had checkpoints that you have to kind of take over and then keep moving to the next one. But then the other guy is like taking your checkpoint that you just did, and so it's kind of like um, chaotic, but maybe fun. Right, you got a lot of different troops that you're gonna position all over the place. It is just a three-point capture system, 
the maps set them up in different ways. Like there's some that have all three capture points dead in the center, just going from right to left. There has to be uh, some warfare going on. Right, and that those that's the most hectic map I've ever played on, and I love that map to death. One, because it's Angel City, which is one of the best maps ever created in normal Titanfall. They brought it back for Titanfall 2, uh, because it's just, it's a gorgeous map. It's a fun map to play on, because of the layout, and it, it's just, uh, I, I don't think they can make a better one than it. They, they, they keep trying to, but that's the one I always want to play on, no matter what. Oh, back to oh, Warhammer. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We were Warhammer. talking. Yeah, Warhammer. The missions themselves are port are pretty short. They're probably three minutes long. You get dropped in, and you walk your mech along, and they bring in different enemies from the sides or in front of you, and you just gotta hose them with your chain guns. You have all sorts of different kind of weapons. You got chain guns, cannons. You have your actual like sword, like chainsaw to cut through other like tanks or other free blades that are coming at you. It's a it's a really fun action orientated game. Uh, it almost sounds like Pacific Rim. Well, that's how it feels to be honest. Oh man. Yeah. No, they if Pacific Rim was to make a game, they would make it almost completely based off of this game. Okay, so normally I think Warhammer is like a turn-based game. So what happens when you're fighting? It's not a turn. This game is not turn-based at all. You are walking uh, almost constantly through the city. Now you don't control your walking. It kind of just walks on itself through this path, and but you control the shooting. All these enemies are coming in from different areas, and as your guys walking throughout the city, you're just hosing down these like. Uh, it matters what enemy you're fighting against, but let's just say you're fighting against the, the, the enemy goblins. They're coming out of uh, buildings and out of windows and out, out on the streets. And they got, they got machine guns and rocket launchers and different stuff. And you got to hose them before you get killed. And your machine guns will overheat. So you got to make sure you don't use them too much. You got to go back and forth with like your cannons and other like missiles that you can like hose missiles all over the entire area and just wipe it out. Um, and you can unlock tons of different guns. Like, let's say you didn't want to use this type type of chain gun. You wanted to use, like, an actual, like, I don't know, slower cannon kind of thing. You can interchange and add different shields onto your uh, free blade as you go along. And it's... So how long did you play it? I played it... Well, I've played it for probably... I don't know. I've probably put, like, three hours into it. Okay. Yeah, I just, just, just to make sure that you had enough time in to know that it's good or not. So... I've, I've put, I think, in my opinion, three hours into this game, I think is enough. That's a long time. Yeah. For a mobile. Right. So how long is one, like, if I wanted to pick it up and play, right, one match? It's three minutes, probably. Oh, okay, that's not too bad. And that's what's so cool about it, is you get in and out really quick. You just snap your fingers, you piss everybody off. I'm sorry. You get in and out really quick. <laughs> right. Was, was there any more mobile games? No, there is. So, oh, hey, Steve. Yep, yep. so I got one more mobile game, and I ha I just started playing this yesterday. So I don't have a huge review to say on it, but from what I've played so far, I've put mm, maybe 40 minutes into it, which I still feel is like a decent amount of time on a, a mobile game. Yeah, I would say. Is the new Tekken game. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, Steve. So I was, I don't know if I was on Reddit or The Verge or some 
website, and then all of a sudden I read an article that said, Tenkin has a mobile game out. No shit! So I freaking jumped on my app store, and I found it, and I was like, reading it, and I'm like, oh, it's card-based. No, this is not card-based. What? No? I put shit. You... I didn't get it because I thought it was this... I thought it was cards, because it kind of said something about cards, and you would, oh. like, lay stuff down. No, no, no. I, I know what you're talking about now. Okay, is so... That in, is that the same game? It, yeah, it is what it is what you're... I know what you're talking about. It's like these, like, powers. Oh, I thought the whole fighting was like, oh, I'm going to put this card down, and that is my play, right? And then I have to wait, and they play their card, and then it's like, that's cool, no, that's not for me. I want to just jam on some stuff. I completely understand. What it is is it's special abilities, special moves, special powers. So, you still get to fight. You get to fight like normal. Is it... Is it like a normal fighting game, or is it like the Injustice arcade game? Nah, it's better than the Injustice arcade game, that's for oh. sure. It's significant. It's way better than the Injustice arcade game. That's good. Yeah. So now I will get it. Oh, you, you need to get it, because... All right, so your left uh, thumb, that controls your back-and-forth movement, so you can, like, dodge or, you know, get out of the way. And if you hold your thumb down, it blocks. Okay. okay. So it's, it's pretty... easy. Yeah, easy. Your right... Th- uh, thumb. If you tap it fast, that is your quick strikes. And if you hold it, that's a good, uh, powerful strike. And now below, on the bottom of the right-hand side, so your right thumb is all action. On the bottom of the right-hand side is uh, those cards that you were referring to earlier. You get to collect different moves and special abilities that you're going to put down at the bottom. And those abilities allow you to do these fancy strikes. Oh. And that's why... So the, the, that's where the cards come in. Okay, so it's not bad. It's like, do you have to click a card or something while you're playing to, to play it? Like, to use it? Or is it just in your buttons now that you've used them? It's like in your buttons now. Oh, so the cards are just there to kind of, like, make make you choose what powers you want. Correct. Ah, oh, see, that's fun. Yeah, it is super fun. So you just, you fight them like you would normally do in a normal fighting game for the most part. And then you have these awesome powers down at the bottom to give you special abilities or special blocks or special counters and stuff like that. And I uh, I love it. I think it's uh, one of the, I think it, I think it flat out is the best fighting game that I've played so far on a mobile device. And that includes Injustice, which I think is a good game. The mobile uh, injustice. The mobile injustice. Yeah, not the arcade injustice, which I think is basically garbage. Oh, I, we don't have to go into it, but they had such potential. I understand dumbing it down for little kids, but the card collecting aspect of it had so much potential to be super cool. Right. The, the card collecting aspect of it is the only cool part of the game. I would agree with the current state of the game, that is. Right. If they made... It, uh, basically, just like the mobile version, that would be a significant step towards making it a better game. They won't do that because it's already out, it's released, but if it was just a mobile game, just on a big arcade system, it would be way better than it is now. What if they use those cards, because there's like a QR, there's some sort of UPC on it, right? On those cards that we got? Yes. That you could have your phone scan it. That would be another smart way to play the game. You could have it, the mobile version. You know what? I'm going to take everything back. To make that game work... Are you flippy-flopping? 
Well, uh, <laughs> kind of. I, I'm just going to go all the way back to the very, like, almost default. To make that game good in Justice, you should just play it like you play in Justice. Oh, like the console. Yeah. There's no reason not to play like, it like, like a full, normal... Yeah. Full arcade buttons. Full arcade stick. Exactly. Fighting stick, yeah. Give them the correct punches. Give them the correct grabs. Give them all the normal stuff. It's... You don't need to dumb down a game. Uh, we have every single other fighter arcade game out there that works wonderfully. You got Street Fighter. You got um, well, there's an endless amount of fighters. Yeah, Mortal uh, Kombat, Tankin. Exactly. You don't need to dumb it down. They just dumbed it down for children. I, I, the, the only thing I can think of is that they're catering to five to ten year olds who right. like literally cannot uh, play a fighting game fast enough to make it fun. Because, like, Street Fighter, I would get my ass handed to me. It's so fast. Um, but it's so dumbed down. It's too dumbed down. There's, what, two, three buttons? and But they just do everything, but they don't work. Exactly. And, like, it senses everything too slow. Yeah, there's, I think, four buttons total. I, I think we talked about it last time, so... Yeah, we don't have to go into depth. Yeah, right, but at the same time, it, it just... It's so simplistic. You don't dodge. You don't do anything. You you only attack, and then you unlock a certain amount of powers to be able to actually use a, a good special. special on them. But it's just... It's, it's a garbage game. Oh, by the way, the arcade got new games in. So Steve went to the arcade the other day. Yep, and I set a high score on... Uh, Space Invaders. Space Invaders. The big, they have the big, the big super duper one with the LED uh, display. Right, and I set the high score on my very first try because I personally I never played it. I've watched Easton, my son, play it several times, and he enjoys it a lot. Uh, you got this cannon that you—that's sh- how you shoot. It almost is like the Ghostbuster and the Jurassic Park cannon. Right, but re- like recolored or rethemed, same gun. Right, but there is a vibrating like knocker in it. Ooh, nice. Right, so when you pull the triggers, it has a good shaking, a good feel to it, unlike uh, the, the the other guns. Almost what they should have done for the other game. Oh, totally, because it really gets you into it when the gun starts shaking. I don't know what I did to do so good, because after that very first time, I couldn't even come close to doing as good. It, it blew my mind. It's like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I don't know what I did right, actually, now that I'm looking at it. All I could think of is the, like when I had Big Buck Hunter, those games, and even pinball, like, will auto-learn your scores, and then it'll start adjusting difficulty harder and harder, so that you can't just keep racking up free plays or tickets or whatever. That makes sense. So maybe it did get harder. It very very well could have, because my very first time, I got 33,000-something and it said high score, blah, 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 blah. And I thought that meant the best score. It wasn't. It was like the top 10 score. I got a seventh place. But I kept waiting. I, I was sending new pics of, of, uh, and videos of, of the whole entire rave that was going on. Because after you set a high score, they give you 500 bonus tickets. So I felt like a millionaire. Uh, <laughs> when you win at this game, it lights up and it's got a whole rave going on it's got music playing it's got uh colors going all over the place uh so you really feel like a winner they're pretty soon they're gonna put your picture on the bottom be like don't let this kid in he keeps stealing all our tickets right but after that so i thought it was easy oh yeah because i did it in one try 
And I just thought I was big shit after that. I was just going to keep doing this over and over again. Coin up. Right. I tried it five more times after that. And I only got 27 tickets. I bought that almost every single time after that. Ooh. Ouch. It, it was a significant drop off. And all I could think is, what am I doing wrong? What did I do right the first time? So I even like started looking online. Like, okay, how do, what is the best way to play this game? What do I got to do? And it did make me better looking online. But even then... I could never do as good as I did the very first time. So, I mean, what did they recommend uh, on, the, on the internet? You can never let the... So the guys move from side to side. Yeah. And whenever they touch the side wall, that makes them go down a level and makes them go faster. Oh. So, knowing that, because I didn't know that off the bat, I knew that they were heading lower and I know that they kept getting faster, but I thought it was more like a timed thing. I didn't know it was... An actual rule, whenever they touch the side, they drop down and get faster every single time. So what they were saying is just continue to wipe out the outer rim. Don't ever let the outer rim touch the wall. Because as soon as it does, the game's about to pick up speed, and, the, and they're going to keep getting closer and closer to the bottom. And there's some guys that drop in, and those specific aliens are automatically faster. So you got to take those guys out quick, because if they touch a wall, their speed's increasing you know, significantly. And they get so fast that you're almost panicking trying to pick them off before they wipe you out. So you're saying, like, hit the the guys on the edges of the big block of guys moving? Right. Try to wipe out the far uh, rows first. As they're coming in close to the, to the edge of the screen, you have to wipe out that wall before they ever get to the edge. Because if they ever make it to the edge, they're about to drop down and pick up speed. So you want to continue to wipe that off. Also, at the same time that those are guys are going the most important thing is whenever they drop I don't know what aliens that they're called but the fast moving dudes those guys have got to go now oh, because yeah. they one. right if they ever touch a wall you're they're gonna be to the bottom in seconds man I I haven't played that game since since I was a kid to be honest I don't know if I've ever played the game I remember having an emulator or something and playing it. Um, I want, maybe I had it on my Atari 2600, but um, my buddy had an Asteroids arcade in his bedroom growing up. But yeah, never a Space Invaders. But that's the game that Matt has, right? Yes, yep, that's exactly what he has. Except this one has a cannon, so you're, you're more or less shooting uh, on the screen, whereas like Matt, he shoots up. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt has the original Space Invaders game. Right. So, so, yeah, the original one, you have a, a spaceship on the bottom that zips back and forth from right to left, and you shoot missiles or bullets up into the aliens, whereas you can shoot at the aliens directly. Oh, so that's why you can hit the side rows. Right. Co- columns, I should say. Yep, you can just hose that whole wall, and it's a machine gun. It's not like, uh, I don't know how fast you shoot in the normal game. Uh, it's slowish. And I'm trying to remember what game it was, but there was one game where you, it shot up and then it exploded into a circle. And that... Oh. It's the same game. There's just different powers that you can unlock. Like, there's bombs and stuff that they have bombs zipping around that you... You don't want to waste them. Because they just... They'll bang around the, the screen for a while, and you want to save them for a moment where you're kind of in trouble. And you smack those, and they blow up a whole entire area on the screen. I just saw a guy picking his nose, driving by. Perfect. That's fun. 
little roadside snack. <laughs> Man, well, let's grab gas. Yeah. So with some podcast magic, we'll be back in a second. <laughs> We've uh, filled up with gas and uh, filled up with Taco Bell, and we're uh, back on the road again. So, Steve, you love Taco Bell. Love it. I, it's, I, if I could eat at one place for the rest of my life, <laughs> it would just be Taco Bell. Um, I used to eat Taco Bell a lot when I was in college and in high school because it was open late. It was like one of the only restaurants open. Right. Besides like uh, Perkins. Yeah, I think it's opened all the way up till 2 o'clock or something like that. Yeah. Um, except now I have these stupid food allergies, so I just had three Dorito tacos and now my throat hurts. Feels kind of like strep throat. So. I, uh, I loaded up my, my last taco with the Diablo sauce, so my mouth is on fire. But other than, <laughs> <laughs> but other than that... Uh, you, like, handed it to me, like, hey, you want to hit this? I'm like, hell no. I had heartburn <laughs> last night. It hurt. Couldn't sleep. I don't need to do this to myself again. Uh, but anyway, other than that, uh, my cheesy gordita crunch was uh, delicious. So uh, you got those Taco Bell fries. Yeah. What are they called? Uh, they're just called nacho fries. Not yo fries? Nope. <laughs> they're not mine either because they were not that good. Yeah, they. <laughs> I I think that they're okay and they're fine for free. They were like the consistency of a Burger King fry, right? With this like uh, orange seasoning. Yeah. But there was no flavor. And and I I'd have to agree with you. I think that uh, it, they're coated in uh, this. Oh, they had potential to be amazing. I think. Right. But they don't have the flavor quality of McDonald's. McDonald's has the best fries, bar none. That's what happens when you put that crack cocaine on there. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know, as a free addition to your meal, like when I get the, the nacho fries box, you get a cheesy gordita crunch, your uh, Doritos nachos, uh, or Doritos locos hard shell, and then the, the fries. It's a perfect wrap up. Um, but nonetheless, yeah, it, they way overblow how good uh, the natural fries are. Those commercials made me think these fries are going to kick everybody else's at fries ass. Yo. I would literally rather have no fries. Look at that muscle car. That is a sexy car. Steve is pointing out a Challenger that just passed us. When you have a two to three hundred pound game in the back of a Jeep, uh, it doesn't go very fast or break very good. <laughs> Uh, but she hasn't moved around much. Those rollers have... <clears throat> I have one-inch PVC rollers, about four of them, that we put spread out through the back of the Jeep or SUV. Then you load, kind of coffin-style, load the game to the back. Start it on the first roller. You can just kind of just roll it up. Once it hits the back seats that are folded, it kind of gets... The angle gets a little too much, so you kind of have to get to the back seat, lift it up a little bit, pull the game up, but... right. It works pretty well for not, you know, versus not having rollers. No, it moves. It, it's really slick. It, it slides right in there nicely. It's it's perfect. That's not too bad. Right. Uh, All right. So you have been playing some more of your uh, Switch. You played. Uh, you didn't play Diablo. Diablo. For start. Oh, I, I didn't mean to say. Although, by the way, FYI, uh, news alert: uh, Diablo Three is coming to Nintendo Switch. What? I heard a rumor and saw a Twitter picture. Okay, by the way, there's a rumor that says... <laughs> <laughs> Steve is now going to be touting rumors as fact. <laughs> He's going to wreck the internet. <laughs> just, 
<laughs> tabloid uh, news over here. Uh, we have new games coming to your council now. Uh, yeah, there was a a picture tweeted by Blizzard of a Diablo nightlight, and it got switched on and off or something. I haven't seen it. I just saw a picture. Did you? Is that what you saw? <laughs> I just read headlines. <laughs> <laughs> I just read headlines. That was it. So Blizzard's <laughs> official statement was. We can't comment, or there was some sort of, that's not true, or something. But, honestly, it kind of... They didn't deny it. Yeah. And the thing is, is that Diablo 3 is fucking old. But people still play it. No, what I meant was, the graphics, the game is done. The game is still getting updates. Correct. The Switch could easily run... Diablo 3 is what I meant by old. Oh, okay, I see, I see what you're saying. Yeah, they could easily handle it. Um, maybe back in the day you'd think, oh no, this game is huge, but modern-wise, no, it, it could easily handle that kind of uh, software. Oh, yeah. They had Diablo... Didn't they have Diablo on 64 or something? Uh, yes. No, 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 no. Not they had Star, StarCraft. On Nintendo 64? Yeah, they had StarCraft 64. Really? Yeah. Okay. And so... When, when, I remember when okay so Diablo 3 came out I'm in college obviously I pre-ordered it bought it loved it didn't play it enough because I played Diablo 2 more but when I heard they were bringing it to consoles Xbox One and PS did it come to PS3 and Xbox 360 first? yes I thought y'all are dumb how are you going to have a game with uh, two joysticks? and it, it, it works really good because that's the only place uh, I've played it yeah I heard it did really well so bravo to them. Blizzard does not really put bad games out. Right. I own it for both the Xbox 360 and the Xbox One. What I really want, um, when my I have a P I have a couple PSPs, and when I went on a trip, I uh, I hacked one and had a bunch of emulators on it, and I made sure to get Blizzard's old games, uh, Vikings, one and two. Those games are so damn fun. Uh, it's kind of <clears throat> side-scrolly platformer, but it's turn-based. So, like, you play as one Viking, then you switch to a second, then you switch to a third, and then sometimes they get mixed up and you have to go find the other ones. And That is such a fun game. I'm really hoping that they can bring that back in some sort of redo, remaster. Uh, that'd be a good one. But... Diablo on the Switch, I would welcome it. I would pay again for it. It's a <clears throat> they just released the Necromancer, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but that was still almost a year ago, I think, that that DLC came out. Was it? I think so. I don't think it was a full year. I think it was last year. Okay. Me, me, it was probably over six months old. Nonetheless, the fact is the game is still being updated all the time. And yeah, a lot, old. right? A lot of people play it all the time, and it would be a good addition to uh, Nintendo's arsenal. Oh, I. They don't really have that style of game, but if they do, there's not many. It's uh, indie based right now. Though. Right, and think about it. With Nintendo Switch's ability to pick up and play whenever you want, that'd be uh, amazing for that game. I could actually get. I could actually play the game. Right. Because <clears throat> normally you don't have the time to sit down and uh, actually go through it because it's a long game. But with pick up and play, you, you pick it up whenever you want, and you're right where you left off. Yeah. Speaking of that, I, I mean, we haven't podcasted for a while, but I was playing Zelda a ton. I got back into it. 
I beat the first Divine Beast. It was the elephant guy in the water. Uh, I've been kind of moving slow through the game as my armor sucks. So I was doing some side missions in all the cities I walked through so that I could make rupees and buy the armor there and kind of do, kind of slow my roll, use the guide a little bit to get the some side missions are kind of hard if you would if you never looked them up. I don't know how you would find them. Okay. Like some are time based, so you have to go at two in the morning. Well, oh really? How the hell would I figure that out? Interesting. Um, but then I got Rocket League, and I think we mentioned that in the last podcast. I played it. I played a little bit more. I've remapped some of the buttons because my buddy who played with me plays it on three or he plays on Xbox One so with the Pro Controller. Did we ever talk about this? We talked about it a little bit earlier in the podcast. Yeah. Oh. But you didn't finish your sentence, I don't think. You had said that uh, John plays it on Xbox, but you didn't actually go into why that's relevant. Oh, okay. So he he has he's very set on his controller layout. And using the, the Elite or Pro Controller on the Xbox, you have all the paddles, and you can never leave your, your button. But on the, on the Switch in handheld or with, even with their pro controller you have to and so I mean your fingers have to leave the buttons you're yeah, to, to do something else there's no way unless you cancelled out a bunch of menu items sure he got an adapter to connect his Xbox controller to his Switch oh really yeah he's gonna try it out and let me know how it goes because that might be what sparks me to get one however I also need to play, make sure I play the game more because that $150 is a big investment to play one game. Right. Um, I'm still fresh enough that I don't need to really worry about it yet, and I'm not really good. He puts the hours in so that he's a decent player. I just freaking run around, chase the ball, or play defense. I don't. I don't know. There's. I think the other thing I don't know how active the voice chat is on the Xbox or PlayStation. Or even PC for that matter, but on the Switch, since there's no real voice chat, you have to use their app on your cell phone, which I don't even know if it supports Rocket League. You would have to use your your phone or Discord or something. No one talks, so then you can't really play a serious game because you cannot talk to your teammate. I see. Now there's the little quick D-pad uh, commands and comments, but that really isn't going to be like, oh... You know, you, you play goalie, I'll chase, uh, I'll wait, you run up the walls. You can't make a full strategy with these little... Uh, exactly, yeah. Little commands. Otherwise, that's a really enjoyable game. I recommend buying it. I got it. I got the physical because it came with all of the DLC that was official. Where, not the little, like, Batman or Marvel packs, but all the basic DLC, plus the Nintendo stuff. Um, the cheap version on the eShop was just the base game. Okay. I also like the physical. As much as, as annoying as it is to swap carts, I like having the physical media. Uh, also, I read there was a Splatoon update last Friday. Splatoon 2 got updated. I used to play Splatoon 1 all the time. Right, I knew that was a really big game of yours. You used to talk about it all the time. Oh. How you just loved it. We have a Wii U at work uh, that I bought, and I bought or one of us bought Splatoon for the office. So I would be able to play Splatoon at the office on break. I could 
stay late, play Splatoon. I mean, I was really hardcore into it. Um, when Splatoon 2 came out, I was just amped. But then, I never really played it. I, I started the single player, played a bunch, like I played Salmon Run, which is similar to Horde Mode, but with the Salmon Fish. Okay. Super fun. Uh, they really made the sequel better. It's so they fixed a lot of the stuff that was an issue. They've added tons and tons more stuff. More weapons, more outfits, more sh- shoes and gear, all that stuff. Huge. A really good sequel to a game. I've never really played it. So Saturday morning, or let's see, Friday night, I uh, made the Switch update the game. So the Saturday morning when uh, my dog got me up at 6... I made coffee and it was like, man, I'll just stay up, uh, stay up and play. So I fired Splatoon uh, 2 up on the big screen, got my pro controller, and uh, I get to the lobby, which is like the city, Inkopolis, or whatever they call this new one, and the aiming and controls are foreign to me. Oh, really? Because it uses uh, the quote-unquote best way to play is with the gyroscope aiming. So up and down is gyro only. Left and right, you can do joystick. Okay. And then the gyro assists. <clears throat> I forgot. So gyro assisted is it doesn't left, gyro assist left and right, gyro aiming only up and down. Interesting. Uh, which when you're used to it works amazing. Sure. But oh my, did I suck! So I couldn't even figure out how to walk around the Inkopolis. I had to. I, I jumped into single player to kind of get my uh, bearings again. Man, some of those bosses are hard. I don't know if I suck. Um, Did the old one have a single player? Yes. Okay. And people complained it wasn't long. I thought it was pretty long. All right. I mean, it is inherently a multiplayer game. Right. And the single... It's like Call of Duty. The single player is what? Seven, ten hours? Sure. It's not bad. And but, those are good campaigns. Yeah, the campaign was great. I liked it. And I didn't, like, I didn't beat it in one sitting. It took me like a year. Because I, I was playing mostly multiplayer. Right. Uh, so on this new one, I'm only on World 3, and if you want to 100% everything, there's um, little scrolls you have to find hidden in each level. There's, a, there's a, new, a new little fish that you have to find in every level as well. And those unlock certain things. And so I, I, on the first one, I went back and 100% of the single player. Although I never beat the, bad, the last bad guy. Well, Because when you beat the game, then you don't want to play anymore. So. Right, good point. It's like all my house projects. Why I complete it, I'll never want to you know, do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm on uh, like World 3 in the single player. <clears throat> Having a good time. But Sheldon, the, the weapons guy, will force you, the first time you play one of the levels, he'll force you into using one of his test weapons. So one of the bosses, the sumo wrestler guy, I had to use a, an ink roller. I am not good at using an ink roller. Like oh. it, and they're all kind of paint or fish related, so the ink roller is, looks like a, a roll, rolling paintbrush. It's just big. And you can flick paint, and you can roll paint down, because <clears throat> you have to turn into a squid to get more ink. Like, you roll your ink, squid into your ink, refresh your ink, so you can shoot more of it. I usually play with uh, dualies, which are like two Uzis or two Super Soaker looking things. Okay. And as a dually, you can, while you're shooting, quick roll left, right, to kind of evade. Um, 
So now that I've played single player, I played that for a couple hours Saturday morning. Um, I'll probably jump back into the multiplayer, and there, there's. Um, so you think you got a handle on the, on the controls then? Yeah, obviously I'll be rusty and I'll get my ass handed to me, but um, I used to be pretty decent. I wasn't like pro level by any means, but I definitely was able to hold my own. It's always nice when you can hold your own and if you know try to win the match. I, I don't really play ranked a whole lot, but I think in ranked it at least keeps your levels more the same. Where in the open play, it's really good people, newbies, everybody's mixed, thrown together. Okay. But there's the Salmon Run, which it's kind of annoying, but Salmon Run, the horde mode, with the waves of different salmon, is only uh, available at certain times of the week. Really? Oh, yeah. That's that's really interesting. Now, I've never played uh, Splatoon. At least I've certainly never played this uh, Salmon Run thing. What what does this species look like? Species look like? Well, they're kind of different versions of salmon. So, like, do they have two feet? Some of the salmon are, like, hatchlings, like little baby fish that kind of just jump at you. And then there's the bigger mean ones that will swim through, paint laid down, <clears throat> they'll come get you. There's kind of tremor ones that swim in and they come up and try to eat you. Okay. Then there's more of the boss octopus guys, which kind of float they have like garbage cans on the left and right and they'll open them up and shoot out tentacle crap or whatever it's such a unique game it is very unique and you're a squid kid or whatever right and I think everyone's probably seen the the squid kids yeah and then there's the other the octolings which is the bad guys and they're octopi kid things so they can turn into octopus when they go into the ink and then they're like their hair looks like octopi tentacles, tentacles sure. where the squid kids kind of have two, two, not tentacle-like, but tentacle-like. I know what you're saying. Side. Yeah. Um, we'll link for pictures and stuff, but yeah. It's a, it's more, it's like a kid-friendly shooter because you're, it's kind of like paintball. You're shooting ink. No one's dying per se. You you take people out, but then they just fly back and respawn at the beginning. There's no blood and guts and limbs falling off it's it's a when it first came out people thought it was gonna be stupid but it i mean it's becoming an esport it's big it is really big a lot of people love that game and it's definitely one of the bigger shooters out there and that i know it may sound crazy to somebody who maybe plays uh, halo or, or call of duty but this is such a fun game and such an entertaining game for all ages to play that when it first came out a lot of people thought this is just a kid's game but it's so addictive and fun that adults have definitely turned it into an eSport. Yeah, and they're, they've been really good about uh, having updates. So there'll be a new weapon and a new map and a, a, a new mode even got dropped. Um, there's one where you pick up clams, really. Like, you try to pick clams up while you're everybody's fighting each other and the most pickups win it. I haven't even played it yet. I, yeah, I need to start popping that uh, cartridge up. Guess what comes out in a couple weeks? What is that? A new Kirby Kirby game. Really? Kirby Allied Stars. And it looks sort of like Smash Brothers mixed with the platformer. Uh, and you can like get abilities from other characters and then use that ability in a new kind of 
Like fire and ice and all that stuff. Is it a side scroller? Yes. Okay. It looks pretty neat. The demo is out, but only in the, the UK, Europe. Interesting. Which is odd. All right. So in news right now, um, for the Xbox One S and the Xbox One X, but not the regular Xbox One, it looks like, uh, they'll be getting an update that allows 1440p. Yeah, 1440p output. But again, is not the normal Xbox One. It's just the S and the X. Also, in that same update, they're going to be getting the ability for in Mixer, which is uh, Microsoft's competitor to Twitch. You'll be getting the ability to have viewers be able to control your game if you want. So I don't really know how that would benefit. I could see a lot of people who are stuck in a certain spot get help. Sure, that that could that, that's a good that's a good application, a good way to use it. I remember one of our friends was watching Twitch, and the person playing like didn't know what was going on, and of course I was just typing in the chat box. Sure, and uh, at least with this, you could actually get some help. I I think when you read it, it they need a Xbox controller plugged in to the PC, or there's a virtual on-screen keyboard, something like that. Yeah. Um, I, I think the input lag might be bad enough where maybe they won't let you... Or maybe it'll be too hard to play like play the actual game like normal. But definitely jumping on to help someone through a certain spot might be pretty easy. Right. Also in news, so for the, the free games coming out for Xbox this month is uh, Trials of the Blood Dragon. Trials is uh, the well-known dirt biking game. I don't, I don't know what you want. It's like a side-scroller. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like a physics-based game, right? You're like, you tip your bike back and forth while you get in the air and you try to do, not tricks per se, but you try to navigate through these courses. Right. It's like a game of survival, kind of. Yeah. Where you're just trying to get to the end and they have all these different jumps and uh, moving tracks that you got to try to land on properly and not fall and die. Um, well, the Trials of the Blood Dragon brings it one level higher you you are in like a cool story mode that has people in helicopters firing missiles at you and you're like it almost looked like the 80s kind of miami heat yeah it had a really cool color scheme to it that made it feel um what is the game called uh far cry 4 had an expansion and my brother would know what it is i forget what it's called but either way Far Cry 4 had an expansion called something like, uh, I almost want to say Blood Dragon because it's like this, <laughs> it's like this, uh, like you're on acid, basically. Oh, that'd be kind of trippy. Right. And you're fighting in this uniquely colored world and stuff like that. Well, this is very similar to that, but you're in, you got guys in helicopters firing missiles at you and you're at riding around at night and trying to miss... Uh, lights, uh, search lights and stuff like that. It looks pretty cool. And especially since it's just a trials free. game. Yeah. yeah. And it's free. I would, I downloaded it. I haven't played it yet. I just downloaded it the other night. Another free game coming out later in the month is a game called Super Hot. It looks unique. It's all like this like slow motion uh, first person shooter. So you can like pause time and adjust to try to get out of the way of bullets you can't, only, you can't rewind time, but you can pause and slow down time to try to combat the onslaught of enemies as you're moving through it. For, for the PlayStation, you have uh, Ratchet and Clank coming out. 
for the PlayStation 4, as well as Bloodborne. Two sweet games. Two very cool games. Uh, I have always loved the Ratchet and Clank series. It's one of the best games I've... One of the best game series that I can think of. Yeah, it's a very well-known platformer on PlayStation. Right. Bloodborne, I think, was a kind of a... I want to say sleeper hit for the PS4. Some people thought it was either too short or... Um, maybe it was slow or something, but it was a really cool uh, third person, I think. Kind of a 1800s gory hack and, not hack and slash, but kind of story driven game with fighting and stuff. So a little bit of RPG? Yeah, I think so. I think I'm thinking of the right one. And then uh, for the PlayStation 3, uh, they'll be getting The Legend of K and The Mighty Number no. 9, which is, uh, what did you say it was? It's. It's a Mega Man knockoff, and I think the guy who made it somehow was tied to Mega Man. Oh, he probably couldn't relicense it, so he made his yeah. own game. <clears throat> I've heard bad reviews of it. I don't know if it's been updated to kind of fix some of the issues, but I remember when it was being kickstarted, everybody's really hyped, and then it got released, and people were real, real warm on it. So I never picked it up. I was kind of getting excited, but after reviews, I stayed away. And if you own a PlayStation Vita, you'll be getting uh, Bombing Busters, which I think is also available on the PlayStation 4. Um, so I think that's about it for like free games that are coming out this month. We have a game behind us, Steve. Are you excited? I am. You're going to miss out on the exciting part of like setting it back up to play it. And then you just find all the problems. <laughs> <laughs> that's it for this week. We might have another one this week, though, I think, just because we were behind. That we, that, maybe we get excited. That sounds like a great idea. But uh, that's it for, for now. We'll talk to you guys later. See you after the snowstorm.